Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast, always and forever speaking God's truth over you. God bless you all. Another Thursday, another day. Uh, God has been so good to us and we have so much to give him thanks for. Uh, Still in quarantine. (laughs) Amen and praise the Lord. Still in quarantine, but God has been faithful and he has been good and he has been kind. Listen, if you are struggling in the area of believing that God is with you in this season, I want you to go and listen to... um, the podcast you will recover all uh that podcast really blessed quite a few people just a reminder that god will provide just a reminder that we will not come out of this thing the same way that god is going to send increase and he is keeping also last week's podcast was also a huge blessing to many um oh how he loves us and that just reminds us of his love so If you need a little bit more encouragement, (laughs) um, please go and listen to those two episodes um, and be blessed. Yeah, y'all. And something else I wanted to to say thank you for is just the, the DMs, the messages, the shares on Instagram, the shares on Facebook. I don't know where else folks would share it, but I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, please feel free to leave me a review. Yeah. <laughs> feel free to leave me a review. Uh, could those reviews, they just help, you know, to boost the, boost the podcast so that others can also hear it. Um, and also share with a friend. Don't be shy. Like when we have something good, we don't keep it to ourselves. We share with other people. Amen. Amen. So feel free to share with a friend. Also, if you're listening through Anchor, through the Anchor app, um, you can actually leave me a voice message. Isn't that cool? Yeah, man. You can leave me a voice message. Um, I welcome all forms of reviews and feedback and just testimonies, most importantly, of just how this podcast is blessing you. Um, because God has just been so faithful through this podcast just to hear the testimonies of just how people have been blessed and how people are being changed and challenged is truly amazing and just so beautiful just hearing things like just this podcast has really been a source of healing for me I'm just like yes I'm right where I need to be I'm right in the vein that I need to be and so I am so happy to be a conduit of of this type of healing a conduit of this type of change so god bless you all love you all so 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 much i really do i love this little community uh somebody messaged me yesterday and they were just like hey man like we need to have a little community so we can dissect uh what's being said in the podcast so i'm gonna be praying about that and doing my research and just seeing ways in which we can have a community to come together to talk about the topics and different things like that because uh, I do think it's important to create community especially around topics like this so that we can keep each other accountable we can love on each other we can pray for each other we can share experiences and so forth so I am excited about that so 
On today's episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast, we are going to be talking about shame. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about shame, y'all. Listen, God has a beautiful strategic way of just like ruining and mashing up my content. <laughs> I've had content planned for the whole year and God has just been reversing that, tearing that apart, throwing it away. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. And I appreciate it because it lets me know that, hey, I'm in the right place and the right vein and that it's keeping, it's also keeping me on my toes. And it's also helping me to just listen to what the people of God need. So know that when you say, hey, this podcast really blessed me, that that is God in your stead, just saying, hey, Jess, this is something that I need you to talk about for my people. So then you are on God's mind. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you want. And so there's somebody that needs to hear about shame, right? So whether it is today, tomorrow, next year, five years from now, whenever people may listen to this podcast, just know that The Lord wanted you to know about shame today, and he wanted you to know about a few things about shame and to be delivered from shame. So what is shame, right? And why am I talking about it? I'm talking about shame because it is a huge strategy that the enemy uses to keep us from living our fullest potential, point blank period. It is a strategy that the enemy uses to keep us from living at our fullest potential, So what is shame? When you look at, you know, just a simple um, dictionary uh, definition, it is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. That's what the dictionary said. Jessica didn't say it. That's what the dictionary said. And it's true because what is shame? It is, you know, probably stemming from something that has happened to us or something that we have done. So yeah, actually I want to add a different side to it because sometimes we are ashamed about things that didn't even happen to, that we didn't even inflict upon ourselves, but it was done to us, right? And so that is what shame is. It's, I, I think, um, three words, a few words that I want to bring out of that. It's a painful feeling. It's humiliation. It's distress. It is, it's in your consciousness, constantly in your consciousness. And so that is what shame is. That's exactly what it is. It, it can also feel like a heavy burden. Um, shame is something that is heavily deep rooted. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're dealing with shame, but our actions, say otherwise that hey you are struggling with shame you are dealing with shame and so for some of you you're probably like uh this doesn't apply to me but let's keep going to see if it does apply because for somebody like like I didn't realize that I was dealing with shame I honestly did not realize that it was something that I was dealing with and I'm going to talk about that in a bit but A lot of people, many people deal with shame, struggle with shame. And it's like this dark cloud that the enemy just like allows to hover over us. 
um, or to just live in the recesses of our soul. And I just feel like the Lord just really wants us to be delivered from that shame and from that, from that residue of shame from whatever has happened to us. So as I've said before, it's a painful feeling. It's humiliation, distress. It is in our consciousness. It affects our behavior. It affects the things that we do. It affects the things that we go after. Shame will allow us to remain in a corner and not pursue our dreams. That's what shame does. It's like a heavy weight. It's baggage. That's what shame is as well. So where do we first see shame in the Bible? So I've talked about this before in the podcast. I think it was in the original. No, it wouldn't have been in the original identity, the known identity. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it and then come back. Or you can listen to this and then go back to that and then come back to this. Whatever floats your boat, (laughs) you can do that. Um, But having an understanding of where we first see shame in the Bible is super important. Listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Anything that we have experienced or we are experiencing, somebody in the Bible experienced it. Christ experienced it. Listen, it's nothing new. And so that's what I love about the Bible because it really helps us to have tips and tools and strategies as to how to overcome situations that we are going through. So where do we first see shame in the Bible? Genesis chapter 2 and 24 And so if you have your Bibles, won't you turn there with me? Uh, It says here, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 25, actually not 24. It says, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed or embarrassed. So let's see this here because this just shows. So this is when God created man, right? So this was man in their original identity. So actually, you should listen to the podcast on original identity as well. Um, This is when God first created man. And they were, they were good, right? They were created in their original identity to rule, to have dominion, to reign in the earth. And the scripture says that um, the man and his wife, they were both naked and they were not ashamed, right? They were not embarrassed kind of thing, right? So that is how God created us. God didn't create, create us to walk around with shame. God created us to be unashamed and to not be embarrassed. That's how God created us. And so when we go over now to Genesis chapter 3, um, it's from verse 1 to 12. Uh, and when you look in the story, you will see pretty much what happened is that the enemy came. The scripture says that he was subtle, um, he was skilled in deceit, and he was crafty. So this is Satan, pretty much. This is, this is who it is. The enemy came, the serpent, and he said to the woman, Uh, Can it really be that God said that if you don't eat from this tree in the garden and the woman said to the serpent, uh, we may eat from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree, which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it nor touch it. Otherwise, you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will certainly not die for God knows that on that day you eat from it, your eyes shall be open. That is you will have greater awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. Verse six, and it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was was good for food and that it was delightful to look at and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it 
and also gave some to her husband with her and he ate. And then verse seven says, then the eyes of the two of them were open. That is their awareness increased. And they knew that they were naked and they fastened the fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Verse 11. So when you, when you go through a few verses here, verse eight to like verse 10, we see God, you know, doing his normal thing of walking through the garden, um, looking for Adam and Eve. And they were like, oh God, we're just over here hiding. And, and God's probably like, ah, but why are you hiding? Like, what makes you think that you should hide? And essentially the woman says, hey, we ate the fruit. Well, Jesus asked, did you eat the fruit? And they're like, well, you know, Jesus, we ate the fruit. And verse, verse 11 said, God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you ever eaten the fruit from the tree which I command, which I did not command you to eat? And then the woman talked about the fact that, you know, uh, the enemy came and did his thing. Listen, that is the plan of the enemy because the enemy knew the potential, right? He knew, our, he knows our original identity. He knows we are created for dominion. He knows we are created to rule. And so that's why the enemy keeps us stuck in shame. He tries to make us feel as though, you know, this thing is going to carry on with you for the rest of your life. Whatever you did is going to carry on with you for the rest of your life. You are going to be like this for the rest of your life. That's that's how the enemy comes, right? The, the scripture talks about the fact that we don't, we know that the, the, the voice of our father, um, the sheep know their voice, know the, know their shepherd's voice, and a stranger they will not follow. And I think it's important for us now to ensure sure that if we're dealing with shame, if we're struggling with shame, that we are allowing uh, the voice of God to drown out the voice of the enemy. Because if the voice of God doesn't drown out the voice of the enemy, then we're going to consistently live in shame. And I'm sure this is not the first encounter that, um, or the last rather encounter that Eve, Adam and Eve probably had with the enemy. I'm sure he probably came and taught them afterwards to be like, mm-hmm, see what you did. Now you don't have dominion anymore. Now you don't rule anymore. Now you don't walk in the earth and rule anymore. Now you have to go through pain. Now you have to work. Now you have to, you know, live by the sweat of your brow. That is the voice of the enemy. That is not the voice of our God. And so one of the things I want to encourage us to do is ensure that we are tuned into heaven's frequency and we are not allowing shame to overcome us. We have to really, really, and how do we do that? We're praying, we're talking to the Father, we're reading his word, we're becoming filled up with his word. So when the enemy comes, we're like, ah, that is not the voice of God. Because why? God doesn't want us to walk around in shame. He doesn't want us to walk around in shame. The scripture, I think it's in Hebrews 11, it says he, he carried our shame. He was despised on the cross. You see how they how how they how they put Jesus on the cross? That was shameful. Thieves died like that. Our God was not a thief, but he came and he he took on our sin so that we now don't have to carry shame, right? And so as I said before, the enemy keeps us stuck in shame because if we are stuck in shame, then we don't live up to our fullest potential. We become afraid. We become 
Um, we're not unapologetic about who we are. We don't pursue our dreams. We don't live to our fullest potential. This is what shame does, right? And then if the enemy can boggle us down and hold us down with shame, then we will not be all that God created us to be in the earth. There is so much inside of you. There is so much inside of you, but we allow shame to hold us down. It's like in the spirit, I just see it as, as this big, big thing, this big bag that we walk around with. And it just has shame on it. It just has the word shame on it. But the Lord wants us to be released from shame. Okay, so how are we released from shame? Forgiveness is the key to unlocking shame. What do you mean by that, Jessica? Forgiving others and forgiving ourselves. And when the Lord showed me that, I was just like, wow. I know it's probably like, well, duh. But for me, I was like, wow, Lord, that's how I can be released from shame. Okay, well, I want to be released from shame, right? So the key to unlocking shame is to forgive others and to forgive ourselves. And to be honest, I want to switch that. I want us to get to that place where we are forgiving ourselves. Why are we forgiving ourselves? Well, because Christ already forgave us, right? Sometimes we hold on to sin that we've committed or we hold on to things that we've done. And Christ has already forgiven us. The scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are who are um who walk no what's the scripture there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in christ jesus (laughs) um and so if you are in christ jesus know that there is no condemnation right and so one of the strategies of the enemy is condemnation he tries to make us feel condemned he tries to make us feel low and if anyone has ever experienced condemnation we know just how heavy condemnation is it's such a heavy burden even now i just i just feel that that heavy burden it's just it's almost like it's just like a sinking feeling i feel so and you try everything to get rid of it but the lord is saying hey i need you to forgive yourself because i have already forgiven you i have already forgiven you listen nothing surprises god absolutely nothing surprises God. Nothing comes as a surprise to him. So he knew you were going to mess up, but yet he still had a plan for your life. He knew you would mess up. He knew you weren't perfect. And that's why he came because he realized that, hey, man needs a savior. And so I need to come down and I'm going to carry that shame so that they don't have to carry the shame. And the Lord is just like, hey, sis, bro, You don't have to carry that shame anymore because I carried that shame for you 2,000 plus years ago on the cross. And so it's so important that we forgive ourselves. It's so important that we forgive ourselves, forgive ourselves. And it is a process. It is a process. It is a process. It is a process, but it's, it's, it's important to your process, if that makes sense. It is a process, but it is important to your process. It is important to your progress. It is important to your next season because you walk into rooms and you're just like, man, especially, ooh, I hear the Lord. Listen, the Lord said some of you are walking around with shame of your past, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, but the Lord says that some of you want to go into certain rooms, but you feel quote unquote ashamed to go into those rooms because some of those people know your past. Listen, they may know your past, 
but Jesus knows your future and your future in Jesus is secure. You don't have to worry about anybody else caring about your past. And that's why it's important when we forgive ourselves. Because when we forgive ourselves, we don't allow this thing to hang over our heads. Because we know that we have already forgiven ourselves. And we're just like, yo, I've forgiven myself. And so if you want to continue to hold on to what Christ and I have let go of, that is up to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, God, I don't want to walk in that room or I don't want to be talking about... The, for some of you, the Lord has given you dreams and visions and ideas and you're just like, God, like, I don't want to... I don't know how to execute that because I'm, I'm afraid of what people are going to say who knew my past. And the Lord is saying, hey, move forward. Press forward past that. I have forgiven you. And I just want that to get into your soul. I want that to get into the recesses of your soul. And you're probably going to have to sit with the Lord. You're probably going to have to revisit that place where shame started in the first place. And you're going to have to ask the Lord to water that place with his love. To uproot whatever has been planted there. And to to water that place with a new seed. A, a seed of 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 love and joy and peace and 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 just the joy of the Lord so that you're not no longer walking around with shame leave that at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away it was there by faith I received listen I received my sight and now I am happy. I want to I, I wanna encourage you to walk in the joy of the Lord, to know that he will give you beauty for ashes. He, there's an exchange that the Lord will give you if you will bring your shame to him. Whatever that shame is, whatever that heavy burden is, if you will bring it to the Lord, he will release you. He will release you. Actually, let me reverse that. Uh, the Lord has released you. It is now up to you to walk in that release. The next thing I want to talk about um, in terms of forgiveness is realizing that we have to forgive others now. Once we forgive ourselves, we have to forgive others. It's important that we forgive others, right? And I know for me, one of my big things, and I'm going to do eventually when the Lord releases me to do this and he doesn't mash up my content, <laughs> I'm going to do a series on forgiveness. I had to forgive my dad. I had to forgive the person's who molested me. I had to forgive them so that I was no longer walking around in shame. And I'm going to show you how that influenced shame in my life. But I had to forgive those people. And I had to unlock myself from shame because it was manifesting in my life and I didn't even realize it was manifesting in my life. And so we have to forgive others. Uh, I, I, you've probably heard this quote before, but it says, you know, forgiveness or unforgiveness rather is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Listen, forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for you. It is so that you can be free. It is so that baggage of shame can be released. That's what forgiveness does. It releases you. That's what forgiveness does. It releases you. And so it's important that we are learning how to forgive. And forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is not easy, especially depending on what has happened and what somebody has done to us. Forgiveness is not easy, but it can be done. And I think another thing too, 
Ooh, God is speaking, y'all. Another thing too is we have to, another thing that, that the Lord is just showing me is that in terms of forgiveness is a part of going back to forgiving ourselves is we have to forgive ourselves for what we have done to others. I know why the Lord had me go back there, but we have to forgive ourselves for what we have done to others as well. For some of you, you're just like, God, I, I, I really didn't mean to do this thing to this person. You know, those secret sins. But it's it's important to expose the enemy because even when you look in, in Genesis, you see that the enemy was subtle, right? He was very just like, you know, he's just sly kind of thing. He just kind of like probably the scripture refers to him as a serpent. He came as a serpent. He was probably just slithering. You know how snakes are. They're slithering and, you know, it's very secretive. You don't really see until it comes and bites you, right? That's how sometimes our 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 sins function, right? So it's just like, man, like we're just there, we're going through life, something happens and we keep it in the dark recesses of our soul. And before you know it, like everything that's in the dark will come to light. Before you know it, it begins to manifest. It begins to leak out, right? I've talked about this before in previous podcasts in terms of like, you know, when we don't take care of our soul, it starts to leak. It starts to come out. And so forgiveness of others and forgiveness of ourselves is important. Forgiveness of, of others, as I've said before, is not really about the other person. It is about you. It is about you getting the forgiveness that, or sorry, you giving the forgiveness that you need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you can walk around that person or that situation and it's like, you know what? I've forgiven you and I've made peace and that's something that I had to walk through with my therapist to be like man I really I don't know how to forgive I don't know how to forgive my father like he was just why wasn't he there why wasn't he the father that he is supposed to be like I didn't need him and my mom to be in this great relationship I just needed him to just be a father call me on my birthday, make sure I ate, things like that. And she said, she she was just like, yeah, Jess, but forgiveness is not about your dad. It's about you. And there's going to come a point where you have to make peace with it. And honestly, guys, once again, I'm going to do a whole podcast on daddy issues. But honestly, guys, like, it's so freeing to forgive, I don't even know how else to put it other than the fact that it is so, it is such a freeing feeling. It, you can breathe. It feels like you can breathe. And and, and the Lord is saying for some of you, shame and unforgiveness is, it's like a chokehold on you. You're just like, you can't breathe properly. You feel as though you are drowning. And Lord says, I want to release you from that. I want to release you from that. And so I want to encourage you to once again, forgive others, forgive others, forgiving someone else. I heard this somewhere is not about, um, is not about, you know, giving the, the person a free pass. You know what I mean? That's not what it is. Forgiveness is really about you. And I've said that like 10 times, but I want it to get into your soul that once I've forgiven 
person A and person B and sister this and uncle that and daddy this and mommy that. It is not about that person, but it's about me. It's about being me being free. And Christ has forgiven you if you've done anything, you know what I mean? And so it's important that the scriptures, that's what the scripture says about forgiveness. The scripture says that once we have forgiven other, what Christ has forgiven us, so we now have to show that same mercy and that same love and that same compassion to forgive somebody else. And it's going to take time. And it's going to take us spending time in the word of God. It's going to take us being filled with his love, but it can be done. So there are two types of shame that I want to talk about. Two types of shame. The first shame is toxic shame, right? Toxic shame. Shame that says you are in love, unlovable. And in order to be loved or liked, you must produce. And I, I made a post about this last week on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram because I'll be putting out good content. Yes. <laughs> um, but toxic shame. That shame that says that you have to do something in order to be loved or to be liked, that is toxic shame. That and, and the flip side of that shame is pride. And, you know, I, I learned this out of the book Soul Care. I told y'all, I think it was last week, get that book, get that book in your life, get that book in your life. Um, but that's toxic shame. And for me, how toxic shame was how toxic shame manifested in my life. Wow, it's such a web. Okay, let me start from the beginning. As a young girl, you know, I experienced a lot of rejection. I experienced a lot of abandonment. I was molested. I was abused. There was so much that happened. Um, And one of the big things in my family was that in order to be praised, you had to produce. You know what I mean? Like, I've said this before. I remember being 10 and asking my mom, mommy, do you love me? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you do you love me? And if she was like, Jesse, of course I love you. But I just didn't believe or have an understanding that my mom loved me because what I coined as love or what I saw other people do as love, I didn't see that being translated. But of course, my mom had to go th- was going through her own traumas and stuff like that. And so then as I got older and then too, you know, bringing home grades and stuff, my mom would be like, well, that's an A, where's the A plus? <laughs> that's a 90, you, you couldn't get 100? And I'm like, whoa, kind of thing, right? And that happened with other family members and stuff like that. Like, there was this big thing that you had to produce. You always had to produce, produce. you always had to be on top, you had to look a certain way, you had to sound a certain way, there was a certain vibe, and if not, then you were shamed. I was shamed a lot as a child, like a lot. I was shamed a lot, like I was shamed so, so much, it's ridiculous. And by adults, by people who should be speaking into you and pouring into you and different things like that. And so I grew up with that shame because in order, my God, my shame became an adult. Y'all remember the podcast, uh, Who Are You Becoming? Once again, if you haven't, don't you just love how God is just layering this podcast? It's crazy. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to that one as well. My shame became an adult. And so I would always be producing because I needed 
that affirmation. I wanted that affirmation. I wanted that applause of Jess, you're doing so great. Jess, we're so proud of you. Oh my gosh. Like you have two degrees. You, you got married. You're, you're running ministry. You're doing this or doing that. And honestly, it was not healthy. It was not a healthy place to be. That toxic shame was not healthy because pride can become a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like, oh, okay, they're celebrating me. Mm-hmm. I told y'all that I was going to be the best. I told you. Actually, I didn't even have to tell y'all because I produce and my produce, my produce, see what I'm doing there, <laughs> is evidence that I can I can be the top and y'all can no longer shame me. Because, and that was the narrative that I didn't even realize was playing in my mind. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, wow, like God, thank you for exposing that shame in my heart. Thank you so much. And even you get to a certain stage of life and you feel like, okay, it's like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This needs to happen now. Oh my God, it is not happening. It is not happening. Why isn't it happening? Shame radar is going up. And the Lord showed me, Jessica, you are praying for this thing out of a place of shame. He brought me to 1 Samuel, I think it's chapter one. 1 Samuel chapter one. Yeah. When Hannah was praying and so the story of that is that there was Hannah and Penina and Penina, um, I think the husband's name was Elkanah or something like that. Um, and so, you know, Old Testament names are very hard to, to pronounce, but I'm pretty sure it was Elkanah. And so Penina and, and Hannah were his wives. Penina had a lot of children, but Hannah had none. And so, so Hannah was Samuel's mother. And so um, you see in the scripture where Hannah would be super distressed and super sad and even one version i think it's the niv said that hannah was embarrassed and the lord showed me in the scripture how hannah was praying for samuel even though she did get samuel she was praying for him out of a place of shame my god how many of us are praying for things out of a place of shame How many of us are praying for things because we're like, God, I want to produce. I want to do this. I want to do this because we feel, yes, Lord. And and the Lord is saying even now that shame now has friends. Shame comes with comparison, right? Because we don't feel like we are producing in the way that we should produce. We are now, we we began to compare ourselves to other people and other people's progress and we begin to pray out of a place of shame rather than out of a place of wholeness and that is something that God showed me he showed me how my shame quote-unquote grew up with me even now like I'm having flashbacks as a child of how I was shamed like I was called fat I was called I I remember one (laughs) one person told me um I was big like a market woman, like just really mean things. Like, so I have a big foot, like <laughs> I wear a size 11 foot um, shoe. It is what it is. At least I have feet. And I was shamed for that. Like just little thing. I was shamed for my smile. You know, Like, how can you shame somebody like something that they didn't have any, um, What's the word? Any control over. Like I remember one person telling me, hey, you're going to have to learn how to smile. And even now I'm like, I'm getting a little emotional about it. But there's so many of us that we have dealt with so much shame, so much shame. And so we grow up and I learned, quote unquote, how to smile. 
You know what I'm saying? I learned how to present and all of these things was a result or the manifestation of shame in my life. And so how is shame being manifested in our lives? Let's ask ourselves that question. How is shame being manifested in our lives? And so when the Lord showed me that, hey, Jess, you're praying for this thing out of shame. I was like, wow, God, thank you for showing me that I'm carrying shame. But just like I said last week, we have got to be still enough for God to show us the things that we are dealing with and that we are going through. The other type of shame is the shame of the past. You know what I'm saying? So toxic shame is almost like it's futuristic, but or present rather. It's more present because it's the things we do to receive, to want to receive love and feel like we're loved and different things like that. But shame of the past is so huge. It is massive. It is just so crazy because we feel as though the things that we've done when we come into salvation, that Christ hasn't freed us from them. And it's not true. Christ did free us from them. There was no condemnation. There was absolutely no, there was zero condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Christ is not condemning you. He loves you. There is no judgment. There's a judgment-free zone with Jesus. There is a judgment-free zone with Jesus. There is no judgment in Jesus, none whatsoever. Of course, there is judgment on the last day when we call it judgment day or whatever but what does the scripture says the scripture says judge not lest he be judged he is not judging us um based of our of of our based off of our past he's not judging us based off any of those things because he knew we would mess up before he formed us he knew us and even then he still ordained us you think he didn't know david was gonna mess up a whole bunch of times he did but he still ordained him king and what did he call him he still called him a man after his own heart and so you are you can be you are a woman after god's own heart a man after god's own heart he does love you with an unconditional love there is no if this then that no jesus loves you period and so if you need to get a little boost up on the love of god Go back and listen to the podcast from last week. Oh, how he loves us. But it's important to know that the shame of your past doesn't have to be carried into your future. Even now, I just I just feel it so strongly in my spirit that the Lord is saying that your, your sexual past does not negate you from having a pure future. Yes, Lord. Lord is saying, and, 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 and for some people, they feel like, oh God, I've had such a bad sexual past. Like I was promiscuous, but what's the root of that? Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's abuse. Maybe it's a a lack of love from, from, from those who were supposed to pour into you and love you. And now Christ is saying, Hey, I love you. I got you. I got your back. You don't have to walk in that shame anymore. Whether it was the shame of your youth, as a child, or whether it's the shame of, of yesterday, you don't have to walk in that shame anymore, that shame of your past. You can be free. You know what I'm saying? And so the Lord is saying, some of you are saying, hey, like, God, I have like this sexual past. Like, I, I, I feel, I still feel dirty. I still feel impure. I still feel unclean. And the Lord is saying, hey, my blood has made you free. You are whiter than snow. Though your sin be as scarlet, that's what the, that's that that's 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 what the word says in Isaiah. I have made you. I have cleansed you. I have washed you. I've made you pure. You are pure. 
regardless of what has happened, regardless of, of the promiscuity, regardless of, of whatever ha- had taken place in your life. And you're even saying, Lord, I, I don't think I deserve even to be married. And the Lord is saying, hey, don't limit me. And that's what I'm talking about. We talk about the enemy will come and he will speak these things into our minds and then we will live that out. You know what I'm saying? Even even the Lord is saying that there's some people who ha- who are struggling because, you know, they've had abortions. And you're just like, Lord, like I I I don't I don't I, I, you still who you still carry that weight. You still carry that burden. You still carry that shame. And the Lord is saying, "Hey, I have released you from that shame. You don't have to walk in regret. You don't have to walk in shame." I still love you. I love you so much. I love you more than you will ever know. I love you. I love you. I love you. Regardless of your past, I love you. Your past is not a, 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 what's the word? A prerequisite for how I'm going to bless you. Your past is not a prerequisite for the future blessings that I have for you. No. Come into alignment with me. And so today, I just want to speak that to your soul, that you do not have to walk around with humiliation. You do not have to walk around in distress. Yes, I know it's a painful feeling, but the Lord wants to release you from that and give you joy. And God wants to get into the deep of your consciousness, your subconscious, because that, the, the, that's the place where the enemy plays around and it manifests in your behavior. And there's a spiritual part of that. But if you need help, go see a therapist. Go see a therapist to help you walk through these different things. You may need some inner healing. Let's walk through this. But the Lord wants to release you from shame because he wants you to know that he has your back. You don't have to carry these heavy burdens anymore. I've carried those burdens for you, says the Lord. You don't have to carry them anymore. And your future is bright regardless of your past. Your future is bright regardless of what has happened. I have your back. Father, I thank you today for your goodness, your mercies. You are so kind. You are so faithful. You are so true. You are such a loving God. And we just want to honor you today, Lord. We thank you for just thinking of us. Thank you, God, that you care about every single detail of our life father thank you lord that you care and you said we should cast all of our burdens all of our cares on you and so today lord we just want to cast them on you lord lord god we want to move forward you have made all things new and we want to follow you forward there is no bondage there is no guilt there is no shame All of my sin and my past has been erased. And so, Father, I pray that for every listener today, Lord, who is dealing with shame and guilt and it has manifested itself in in areas of comparison and, and toxic shame, Lord, I pray that you would release them from it right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, may there be an awakening. May there be a realization Lord God, that they can be free from this, Lord. That they can be free. Hallelujah. That we don't have to walk around in the state that we're in, but we can be free. And Father, I just pray that one more time that you will water 
Lord God Almighty, our hearts with your love. Lord, that the seed of shame will be plucked up. The seed of shame will be uprooted, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. And we will uh, uh, dismiss the voice of the enemy, Father, Lord God Almighty. We will not allow the enemy to speak into our souls any longer, Lord. But we will know, Father, that we walk in freedom. Father, I pray today, Father, Lord God, that whoever listens to this that needs this particular episode, Father, I pray, Spirit of God, that there will be a supernatural release over their lives, God, in the name of Jesus. I speak to their soul. I speak to their subconscious. I speak to them right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, because God, we have the victory. Who can stand before us when we call on that great name? Father, we stand in victory. We stand believing, God. We stand in victory and we stand believing, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, get into our mind. Scripture says that this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Father, Lord, help us to forgive. Help us to forgive ourselves. Help us to forgive others, Lord. Help us to walk in freedom. Lord God, help us to know that we may have had an abortion, but Lord God Almighty, we are not subject to that. We may have had our promiscuous past, but we are not subject to that. We may have done some things that nobody knows about, those secret sins, those in-the-closet sins, Lord that nobody knows about. Even now, like I see someone in the spirit struggling with, with smoking weed. It's, it's, it, you're finding it in a way to calm you down, to just relax you. And the Lord is saying, hey, I want to release you from that shame. And I want to be the one to calm you down. I want to be that healing mechanism for you. And so, Father, I I just pray for that person right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. I pray for that person who is an overachiever because they didn't get the love and the affirmation that they needed, Lord. I pray, Father, they will know that they are loved by you in every season. They are affirmed by you in every season. They don't have to do anything to be loved. They don't have to produce to be loved. They are love, period. So, Father, I thank you for today, and I just thank you for the flow of your spirit, and thank you for the lives that are shifted even now. I thank you for the person that will leave shame, oh God, and they will move forward, and they will press through, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, and as you shine your light into those dark areas, Father, I pray that they will know that they are not alone, Lord, but because your word says you will never leave us, and you will never forsake us. So, Father, I pray they will know, Father, that they are not alone, but even in the darkness, even in the areas that they just feel like, man, like, I don't know if I can do this. They will know that you are walking with them through it all. So, Father, I thank you today, and I thank you that we are released from shame, and we are walking in freedom in Jesus' name. All right, y'all, love you so much. I sincerely pray that this was a blessing for you, um, and that you will be released from shame, and that you will walk in freedom, and that you would walk and live in the truth of God. All right, guys, love you so much. Have a good one. Bye.